here. You're back at the Final Checkpoint Podcast. This is episode 35 of our little podcast where we discuss video game news, games we're playing, and all the latest craziness happening in the world. My name is Joel. And I'm Ben. And each week you can find this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and thegamefanatics.com. Ben, there's a lot, but what is our topic of the show? Talk of the show is going to be The Last of Us Part 2, getting a new release date, and getting released to the world! World, world, world! World, 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 world! But first, let's do our, our annual... Annual? No. <laughs> weekly catch-up. Oh, yeah. The, the world of uh, quarantine. The world of quarantine continues on. It does seem annual. It kind of does. The weeks are long. Oh. Last week was was not as long for me because I did take Monday off. Um, oh. was feeling a little under the weather, not really like sick, but like more. I just needed to not work, which helped my week be shorter for work, which made me feel a lot better mental health wise. And it was great. Like I felt a lot less stressed during the week. And work has been slowing down, so like I was able to really kind of just feel a lot better, and that carried through, and even to today. So, um, that part was nice. I didn't really do much on Monday, so I played some video games, which was nice too. And then this weekend, we went to go help my in-laws uh, move a lot of dirt around because they're gearing up to uh, put in a pool, a brand new pool for the summer. So we uh, just moved some dirt and flattened it, and then moved more dirt and flattened it, and uh, I ate a lot of pizza. So you made a pool and ate pizza. Well, we kind of... So what they're doing, essentially, is there's going to be a flat area, and then a there that's going to be, like, the platform where they place the bottom of the pool, and then they're going to build a deck that goes around that whole area, and then there's the pool like you get into the pool so this is like this is an above ground pool yeah yeah but they're building a patio deck it's you know i don't i don't know like the whole end goal to it i just know i had to move a lot of dirt but i was fed and that's all that was important i was like what am i doing i'm just moving this and flattening it okay wait where's the pizza oh there it is cool they could like hire someone for this. Yeah. But then there's like more people involved and more chances of germs and weird people's I guess. spreadings. I don't, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, me either. It was nice yeah. to like be out of the house because the weather was really nice. It wasn't really hot. It was just like perfect weather. And it was just nice to see people again. And, <laughs> you know, not be stuck inside the house all day. As much as I wanted to just sit at home and play video games all day, like I knew that wasn't going to happen because like there's still other people that live with me <laughs> that need sure. that need other things other than that. So <laughs> it was nice to like get out and function in some way. That's good. Yeah, yeah. But when I got home, goddamn, did I play some video games? <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Well, uh, today, so we're recording on Monday, a day later than usual. Today was the first day everyone came back to work, Oh, uh, which is cool. It's nice to see people. 
And then halfway through the day, we get this email that says someone over the weekend went to the doctor with uh, suspicious symptoms. Oh, no. And they they like, oh, they had contact with one other person, so both of them are doing this whatever. Oh, Jesus. And I'm like, okay, that's great news. And then I get an email, like, I don't know, a couple hours ago, after I'm home, that says, well, you're basically going to be required to wear a mask most of the day now. And I'm like, this is really spiraling out of control. Did you, did you just glue it to your we, face? I don't know, man. I just got the mask, oh. finally. It's like a month. So that's good. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens with that. That's kind of scary. It's not great, but we there's like a lot of space where I work. It's effectively yeah. a warehouse, but we're not doing warehouse things and all of it. So there's a ton <laughs> of room okay. for everyone. Yeah. Um, it was basically the concern is if you're going to be talking to people or going to the break room, wear a mask. That was the email, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That's fun. But I like to snack a lot at work. And I, it's hard to snack with the mask on. Yeah. Well, hmm. Yeah, there's got to be a, mm. way, a way around that. There's got to be a better way. What if I put the food in the mask? Oh, yeah. What Or what if you build some sort of like, not like a, oh, you know, you could build like a snorkel thing Ooh. that feeds into the mask. And then, oh, yeah, there's ways around this. I drop like M and M's and shit into the snorkel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. This could work. This could yeah, work. So, so it, it, at this current time, things are normal, but in a day, could be very not normal. Yeah, it went from like everybody's back to like, oh guys, guess what? Someone's sick. Guess, <laughs> guess what? Might not be good. Yeah, things might, might not, not be not going be great. <laughs> yeah, it could. It could be nothing. I, I don't know. It's hard to gauge this whole thing. Because I, I don't, it's not like so many people have it. Yeah. But at the same time, you still want to avoid everything because that's just smart. So I don't know. It's, it's really hard. It's really hard to like know what to do in this case because we don't know yeah. all the facts. We don't know what is an actual fact. It's kind of like, do we just tell the sick people to stay home or go to the doctor or the hospital and we I keep everyone stay home. We keep the forever. like, yeah, we keep the old people at home. We keep all the people that are immune deficient, like at home and everyone else just like go back to work or what? Because like at some point people need to work. <laughs> like, what do we do? Right. I think at the end of this, uh, yeah, well, I was going to give it a qualifier. I'm not even going to give it a qualifier. I think at the end of this, we're going to be seeing masks for probably ever now Maybe. like just people wearing masks why not i mean it's only gonna isn't, help you isn't that how things are like in beijing bangkok well sure one of those places a lot of asian a lot of asian cultures yeah, yeah. i feel like yeah i feel like i see that i mean that that could be because of the smog in some of those places or right? like the pollution it's i think it's primarily for the sickness okay but hmm. but yeah because you see a lot of people in 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 Japan, even in, like, rural Japan. I mean, I think if I live somewhere where I have to take the subway with a lot of people or, like, public transportation, I would wear a mask. Oh, yeah. 
But that's New just, York. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. If I'm, I mean, if I work in a, I mean, if I worked at Walmart, I would wear a mask. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> we uh we were told today because like Idaho is starting to open up, like some businesses like in stage one or whatever. So they're yeah. opening up like a few things, and we were told, like for my company, they're like, "Yeah, we're not doing that. We're gonna do things a little slower. No, nobody's coming in all of May. No one's going back in the office. Starting June, they're gonna have certain people, hmm. depending on their situation, that need to go back into the office, go back into the office, and then they're gonna start phasing in more people." That's probably smart. Yeah. I'm I'm actually at a point now where I'm okay just working at home. It's totally fine. I'm not experiencing issues with my internet. Um, I do need an extra e- Ethernet cord because my dog did chew through my other one. Whoa. So the one that usually would go to my PC is now going to my work computer. Um, but yeah, other than that, I am okay staying at home. That is how quarantine's going. It's going somewhere. Straight to hell. Straight to hell. <laughs> Straight to hell. Well, it sucks. All these people, they they had basically had the last month off, and I didn't, but I got, like, money and PTO. Well, that's good. And now it's like, well, do I just spend all my PTO when disaster strikes at the company? Maybe. Oh, God. It's not good. Yeah. Well, Ben, we've got a yeah. lot of stuff to talk about today. We do. We do. Let's take a break. No, I'm just kidding. No, let's <laughs> let's talk yeah. about this Last of Us Part Two stuff. So first, Last of Us Two has a new release date. We so I think it was it last week that we recorded and talked about all these new upcoming releases, and then we talked about both Last of Us Part Two and Ghost of Tsushima not having release dates. Yes. And then the next and- day. <laughs> Exactly. We had even this was early enough where the leaks of the the plot had already gotten out. Yeah. Um, yeah. And we talked about that, but we didn't have the release date. It's a weird time capsule there. It, it is really weird. Um, I am just updating. I'm adding the release date <laughs> because I didn't even look it up. <laughs> That's the old release date. Is it? You just added. Oh shit! That is the re- yeah. It's June nineteenth. Um. Oh. And then I don't remember the ghost release date. I think it's July um, 13th, maybe? I, 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 it's like three weeks away. Let me just look at a calendar. Oh, here July we go. 17th, maybe? Something like that. But it's nice to have a, a release date. It's weird that you would indefinitely delay something for two weeks. I feel like you didn't need to do that. You probably could have just not said anything. Yeah. Uh, so th- that's kind of unusual to me, but... So, I, Last of Us Part what? 2 arrives June 19th. Now, do you think that they pushed the release date up or added one because of the leak from the week no. prior? No. You think this was already, well, like, they already decided This was, this. like, the, the Sunday was, Sunday night was when the leak happened really and then monday we got this announcement i really don't think it matters or uh, has any effect on it um there there's like this i mean it's a fringe contingent but 
there are people like saying, just release it now. It's already ruined. Da da da. Just release it now. And, and that's really dumb. It's not gonna it happen. Make any, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not to mention yeah. it's not gonna happen. Yeah. The people that saw this leak, the people that are going out, um, either pursuing it or accidentally, or you know, or people are spoiling it for them. That's such a small percentage of the people that'll play this game. Like this is a ten million seller. Yeah. And I would. Maybe ten thousand people have seen this information. I mean, you know, I I, not... I get it's everywhere too. Like I've I've done. I I mean I haven't had to do very much work to avoid it, but I I have an idea of where it's most likely going to be to avoid it. Like I'm avoiding any yeah. sort of Reddit chats that would most yep. likely have it. I'm staying out of like kind of funnies chat areas and YouTube videos because I have a feeling like people are most likely going to go there to troll and probably I post would say, it. Yeah. Um, their Patreon posts, um, uh, Colin, um, what it call him last stand, uh, sacred symbols, all those types of YouTube videos and PlayStation content creator like areas I'm staying out of because I know there's just people that are going to do it there maliciously. Um, yeah. and even Colin said on, I think on their last week's episode that someone did it in their Patreon chat. And so he did have to like um go in there and block them i think i i think they even were looking into ip blocking them from the site oh, um wow. but like they so it's every it's getting everywhere and people are posting it maliciously because like that's just what those type of people do and you know i haven't gone into like to twitter to like mute the word or anything like that like i'm just not seeking it out i'm doing my best to avoid it um if it gets spoiled for me it gets spoiled for me but like that's not going to deter me from the game at all like my I, my whole point of like waiting and being excited for Last of Us Two is to experience the entire game, not just like the story itself. Right. I want to play the game. I want to see these characters again. Like I want to know what happened to them. Whether the story is good or not, like I'm gonna determine that for myself in the end because I absorb stories differently than other people, and I also just want to see these characters again. I want to I want to see these characters like how they've aged how they've progressed i want to see their life now so i really don't care about everything else like right off the bat like there's so many other things involved that i need to see about this game other than just the end game yeah well and i feel like a lot of people brought this point up too if you look at the original last of us that plot is just you can sum it up in two sentences and it sounds kind of dumb like oh he takes this girl across the country to the place and then he decides they don't like oh to rescue her from it and they leave yeah, like, yeah okay like that's dumb yeah but it's it's the journey it's relating to these characters and getting to know them and seeing the interactions and it's even the gameplay like even if the story was crap i love the gameplay of the last of us <laughs> like i love yeah, one of the reasons I why i really like that game yeah me too love you the last it's, of us yeah uh, are you gonna replay it um oh shit i just realized how quickly that's coming up now and i don't even know, I know. if i'm gonna have enough time it's not that long <sighs> what was your plan i was just so i i did this like twitter confession thing where like uncharted uh among oh, thieves right. is one of my favorite games of all time yeah i never finished uncharted 3 or uncharted 4 so i was gonna start i've been streaming a little bit more on twitch so i was gonna start streaming those and then you just reminded me about replaying The Last of Us. <laughs> I think that might be more uh, 
the better idea. Although I wouldn't stream that. It's probably a bait for That's that's what I fear too. I've been well, wanting a any naughty dog game. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Everything feels unsafe now. The internet's not safe. What if I just go to just chatting and then I just play those games? <laughs> you could. I mean, let me know how that works. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> fear everything now. Yeah. It sucks. It sucks to have that come out and uh what the, I, what was it that someone basically someone hacked another naughty dog game an older one to have access to their server and then was able to run that like download copies of the game essentially and play it on a dev kit yeah some real devious shit and every, you know that, and the biggest rumor at first was like that it was a suspected um, oh, employee or em- contract former employee or QA tester that was unpaid or unfairly treated or something like that, and that brought a whole slew of like past <laughs> grievances towards yep. Naughty Dog regarding Crunch and all this other stuff, which you know like brought up just a lot more <laughs> dirt, and it's just like wh- which you know understandably like Crunch is bad and crunch still happens a lot and you know it's it's not great and um i don't know it's it, it sucks and and then like all of a sudden obviously like the story got out that no it's not that that's not who did this it's someone who hacked um you know a dev kit or whatever um and then all of a sudden like people are like trying to i guess blow away the crunch stuff and now just focus on that and now i don't know it's like the the water's all muddied now and it's it's kind of like made the release for last of us part two just feel so weird now like it's it's tainted in a way because Mm -hmm. we were so excited and then it got delayed and then it's like now it's like all this other crap happened and now we have the release date finally and it's so close and all this other shit is still going on with it and it's kind of like as a gamer like do you just ignore the rest of it and just get excited for the game or you know as us who kind of like have commentary on the industry and the news do what do we do like do we (laughs) do we also just ignore it and play the game and enjoy it or do we also like have to make our judgments here it's kind of hard it's kind of hard to like to, I guess, uh, navigate those waters. It certainly is a very uh, unique situation. I can't think of another time when a game was leaked like this, like so fully. Yeah. Um, there's the the Half-Life 2 leak, which was, I think, the source code. Um, but then they delayed the game a couple of years, and it ended up being pretty different from, at least as far as I can remember. Oh, yeah, I remember that. that leak. Plus, so, everyone was babies back then. Everyone was babies. Yeah, we were yes. all babies. We don't remember that. <laughs> In my teens, for sure. But okay, uh, feels like such uh, a long I'm, ass time ago. Maybe twelve is not a teen. <laughs> we'll go with that. No, but yeah, it's 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 really wild, and it sucks for them. I mean, they had the whole thing today where it went gold, and that it had a whole bittersweet um, Neil Druckmann instagram video with that it's it's very strange it's very strange especially since it didn't have to be like this i I feel like they could have 
just delayed it again when they had this date. They didn't need to do the indefinite nonsense. We're not even bringing up that Iron Man was indefinitely delayed and that didn't come back. And I think that's more related to manufacturing VR headsets, but it's just a such a strange time we're living in right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm a, I'm still definitely going to purchase the game. I'm, you know, I'm, Oh yeah. Last of us is probably one of my favorite games of all time. And, uh, I want to experience this game. I want to find out what happens at the end, of course, just like everybody else does, unless, you know, you're a person who's spoiled the ending for yourself and you hate it and everything like that. Like, I get it. But that's not, like, the end game for me. I'm sure it's not the end game for Ben. Like, we want we want to experience everything from the beginning to the end of this game. Everything. I'm sure that's yeah. a lot of people. I'm sure it is. Yeah. I'm sure it's most people. Not too long after, Ghost of Tsushima will be also releasing July 17th, which makes me very excited. Yeah, so that's a couple of weeks delayed to kind of fit in The Last of Us Part 2. Yeah. Which, again, begs the question, why wasn't that also indefinitely delayed? It's odd. Sony's an odd company right now. and I think what's pretty clear to me is the PS5 marketing and big push for that is starting in September or August, I guess. August, yeah. Yeah. What was... Because you want to get all this out of the way. What was Ghost of Tsushima's original release date? June 3rd or so? Or not June, July. Sorry. Or no, maybe it was the end of June. I thought it was June 26th. I might be wrong, but I feel like they should have just kept Ghost of Tsushima where it was and pushed Last of Us to August. But maybe... they're trying to get it out sooner because of the leak. No, I don't think the leak again had anything to do with it. You Are don't you sure? make big decisions. I mean, I get that part, but maybe like they wanted to get the game out. I mean, I, I, it's just weird. I mean, I guess no, to I, me, I, I to me, I think I think that they should have gotten Ghost of Tsushima out before Last of Us in the first place. Oh sure. But I now it, it feels like they're closer together. Because now it feels I, like there's they're rushed. You know? Not rushed like in a development sense, but like because the release dates were like Last of Us Two Part Two got delayed, and then now it's like all of a sudden coming out in a couple weeks or a few weeks, right? It feels like so quick. Now I feel like they're so squished together. Like the time frame just like got delayed and then jumped all of a sudden. It's just such a weird like time jump for me that I feel like like, oh shit, all of a sudden now we've got, like, we went from, for a second feeling like we had no games to play, to all of a sudden, like, oh shit, fucking Gears, Tactics, XCOM, and and then last, like, all of a sudden we're just being bombarded by games, and it's just, like, such a weird feeling. Yeah, uh, it's weird that, because you're right, it, they were really close before, but now they're even closer together. <laughs> yeah, it's just... I mean, I guess either way, Last of Us Part 2 was going to come out, so I guess I shouldn't really argue that fact, but it's just... No. I just feel like it's such a weird placement for those two games together. I I feel like they had... Which is why I, there's very clearly something going on after July, I think. But I, I think they had all the marketing and everything set up for this to be Last of Us, then Ghost. And to, at this point, change it and reverse the order is just a mess for mm. all the teams and why would you give 
unnecessary work when he just like just just keep it move that one down a little bit and do the same marketing plan that we were gonna do yeah it is unusual i mean this is like if breath of the wild came out and then three weeks later mario odyssey came out yeah yeah i mean it's 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 really odd i'm excited either way i do love sucker it makes me worried about ps5 in a in a sense oh yeah that this i think they would be less afraid of having Ghost or Last of Us Part Two be close to the PS5 if there was a PS5 awesome version of it, you know? If you could say, yeah, well, you could wait a month and then get on the PS5, but it seems like they want to divorce the two very, like have a very clear line in the sand. Love This is the end of PS4, and now we're going to PS5. Don't even... Sure, it'll run on there, but don't even think about that. We're on to new stuff. Yeah. Which is also exciting. Yeah, I just think... I mean, new a new console is going to have a rough time in this economy right now. Yeah. That, very true. But at the same time... <laughs> I don't know. I feel like the early adopters are the people that would have $500 squirreled away for a console regardless. That's true. And that, that's, that's true. people who are going to be buying it the, the first year anyway. They're hustlers. They're going to find a way to get it. They're hustlers. I don't yeah. know if I'd call them that. Yeah. Well, the people that want it are going to get it. They'll find a way. Yeah. Well, as long as I can get one without... If I even want one, I don't even know. Right, yeah. Assuming I want one. For me, a lot of it, too, is going to be like, how how's the backwards compatibility going to work? Because as a person who's invested a lot in Xbox Game Pass, for example, yeah. because it is mine will be active until the world ends. <laughs> 2022. 2022. Um... But also as a person who's invested a lot digitally in PlayStation, like, how are my libraries going to carry over? Like, am I going to be able to access this stuff on the new consoles? Day one, what's going to happen? Am I going to be able... Like, I don't have any Xbox One discs because I have the all-digital edition, but I have PS4 games. Am I going to be able to just pop these suckers in and play them? Like, I would like those details because that's going to determine a lot of you know, which one am I going to buy first? Um, which exclusive is coming first when it comes to what I need to play over the other one? Because I will definitely end up getting both, but which one I buy first will be determined by, you know, what do I need to play the most? Right. And with the backwards compatibility, it's... Sony needs to start saying stuff, I feel like. Stuff that makes sense. Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah but we're just we're just so invested that we want them to say stuff but xbox is very clear like put oh, yeah. the disc in the new xbox and it's gonna be there your library carries over period that's a very clear statement i understand that and and sony's over there being like oh well some are gonna be boosted and some are gonna be there we're not saying anything about digital libraries if that carries over there's no precedent for them, whereas with the Xbox, it's just so clear and so consumer friendly. Yeah, yeah, they've they're killing it, man. They're killing it. I mean, 
they they definitely blessed us uh this week so i'm very excited with uh with uh yes. just being part of uh the xbox family of consoles or whatever the hell they call it <laughs> the new convert yeah the... <laughs> I forgot what it is. Yeah. Cool. No clue. Well, let's move on to uh, Geoff Keighley's... uh, Geoff. What what is it? Woodstock Game Fest Summer? (laughs) All right. First of all, it's Jeff. (laughs) Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest. So... (laughs) Geoffrey. So... (laughs) He's got this crazy marathon summer event starting... Starting, starting. Start, now? I'm having a stroke. <laughs> so when is it starting now? Starting as of I right don't know. now? It's, sure, it's around now. So it's starting in May at some point. That's now. Um, which is now. Ish. Running to, through, into August. Um, it's like through to Gamescom. Which is crazy. So Because he has his Gamescom thing. Which would be a part of this. Oh, Jesus. Well. It's a mess. It will be... It's described as a blend of breaking news, in-game events, and free playable content. Um, kind of like the replace, like a digital replacement for E3, which sounds pretty cool. Um, yeah. I'm actually grabbing this from Polygon um, by Michael McWhirter. Thank you, Michael. For contributing um <laughs> to your site where i'm reading it from <laughs> yeah. um so in a news release summer game fest organizers said that steam xbox and other unspecified platforms will offer playable limited time demonstrations and trials of select game content as part of the program this will include this includes uh the valve and keely organized steam game festival summer edition which will run june 9th through the 14th the same week e3 2020 was previously scheduled so I remember him doing that, I think, previously before, where you were able to go into Steam and try, like, demos for other games mm-hmm. that weren't released yet. That part sounds cool. This sounds cool because we have nothing otherwise. So it's not bad. Yeah. I mean, there there's stuff like IGN's doing some stuff and GameSpot's doing a few things. Oh, my God. There's uh, this great... I forgot. I'm trying to remember her name. Um... She's a contributor, I believe, for IGN, but she had wrote something okay. about how IGN has so, like a similar name. What what's IGN's called? I forgot. I don't remember oh the my name gosh. Of anything. I only know this one because it's on the dock. I gotta find it. I can read it. But she had she had written something saying that this this is payback for all the times I got Outer Worlds and Outer Wilds confused. <laughs> <laughs> And I was cracking up because I thought that was funny. That's pretty good. Um, but yeah, IGN's... IGN Summertime Game Festival. Summertime Festival game of Games Festival. in the summer. It, I wish they would have put it right at the top of their website, but it is not Woodstock there. Woodstock for games. Summer Games Spot stuff. All right, whatever. I, give I doubt the IGN is called... <laughs> Summer game spot. <laughs> All right. You guys can look it up yourselves. Anyways. Um, figure it out. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, Jeff was up to something when he oh, dropped, sure. <laughs> dropped out of E3. And uh, I think he's taking, isn't he taking, uh, what is it? I am 8-bit with him on this journey. Yeah, they're doing something with it. I, I, I'm not 
100% sure on what they are doing, but I know they are involved, yes. Cool. Well, I guess we'll see what we're in for soon enough. It'll be fun. And I, it's going to be... It's funny. Jeff comes out here, and he says, we got four months. And basically anything that happens from now until Gamescom is part of his summer festival, even if it had nothing to do with it. Just because he put out this <laughs> stupid umbrella. I kind of love how ingenious it is. I mean, that is pretty smart. He can just hashtag it Summer Game Fest. <laughs> yeah, I think this Xbox thing this week is part of this in some way. Oh, jeez. Or at least that's how I think it is because Jeff just put a damn umbrella on the whole calendar. <laughs> Weird. That is pretty smart. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty smart. That guy, he's got a trick up his that sleeve. Jeffrey. Good job, Jeffrey. <laughs> you know, his, he has a twin brother. It's Jeffrey the Giraffe from Toys R Us. Oh, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping he's doing okay. I doubt it. Oh, Isn't it still sorry. open in Canada? I think so. Toys R Us? I think so. I thought they were bringing it back. <sighs> who knows? Who, yeah, who knows? Dude, Toys R Us was great. I miss Toys R Us. You know, eventually yeah. I stopped buying, like, myself toys, so I had no reason to go there. But now I'm at a point where I can buy toys again for my kids, and we mostly buy them at Target, mm. so. Yeah, but Tar Target's just like a shitty Toys R Us. Exactly. Really if there was a Toys R Us around here, that'd make it a lot easier. If only there was a store that sold only toys. Yeah. <laughs> As if. Exactly. Very topical, the death of Toys R Us seven years ago. Yeah, <laughs> we're very topical <laughs> on this show. Uh, ben, I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna give you two options here, and I'll let you decide where to where to take us on this magic carpet ride. Oh joy! Do we talk about games that we played? Magic carpet ride. And then the Final Fantasy VII spoiler chat, or do we talk about Final Fantasy VII spoiler chat? What and if then I just games keep trying to to sing the song in a very shitty falsetto <laughs> i do that instead that is option c where i go to bed <laughs> <laughs> oh you're lucky i haven't been drinking because i would do it uh <laughs> let's do let's save spoilers for last okay so that we can end the show and then do spoilers all right so why don't you bless us with Whoa. more let's see you have xcom chimera squad yes so give us, give okay. us the one-two punch um, about X, XCOM Chimera Squad. So I did. I started a, a thing on my YouTube, which is just five-minute reviews. And how do you how do you get to this channel? One. How do you get to this channel? If you were... oh, this is YouTube.com/slash/BenReacts, which is not an official YouTube channel URL, but it goes there. All right. Um, and it's yeah, five-minute reviews. XCOM Chimera Squad was the first video. It's actually like six and a half minutes because of the intro and outro. Um, where it's really hard to review a game in five minutes, it turns out. Yeah. I feel like I spent yeah. half the time just talking about menus, which is not helpful. <laughs> uh, but I really enjoyed the game. It's about 22 hours. That was about the perfect length for it. Uh, I think it was just exceptionally well done for what it is. It is a pared down XCOM experience. And that was pretty damn perfect um i know you have gears tactics on your list i went to play gears tactics 
but I hadn't finished XCOM yet, and the controls were just too different. They were, they were close, but just different enough that I couldn't do it. So I had to finish XCOM, and now I don't even really want to play Gears Tactics. Like I know I'll get to it probably in a couple of days, but I'm taking the time off because it was such a nice experience leveling up all these characters and figuring out your squad and the different abilities and it's broken up into three not campaigns but three sections where you're going after these guys and they're the ones with the robots and these guys are the ones with the psionic abilities and I forget what the third one is they're just like mutants or something I, I don't remember even though it just happened I just beat this game a couple days ago uh, you do all that and then this final mission and it's it's so good they really balanced it pretty overall pretty well of where you have to split your time on the base and what to research and how to outfit your people and who you train and managing the districts. I, I think the game's phenomenal, barring like some glitches. I had the game crash on me once. Um, but no, this was excellent. For That's what the X and XCOM stands for, is excellent. I, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> I believe that's what it is. Is it on the box? Computer operated machine Chimera Squad. Hmm. It was great. Just super. If I had to, it's like, I I don't, I guess I don't give things a score. I would give this probably a nine. Oh, nice. Wow. Very, very solid. It's easily, well, I was going to say top 10 for the year. I don't even think I've played 10 games that came out this year, but (laughs) it might be top five. Like it would, it's in the running for the the top five for sure. Okay, for me. Wow, excellent game. Cool, very nice. So I would I would like to hear about Gears Tactics from you though. Yes. So I did go to play XCOM, and okay. which I played the intro mission again just because I feel like I didn't get a good feel for it the first time. Oh my god, you're gonna end up playing that like seven times that intro. Probably. Um, <laughs> I did like it and. Uh, but then I was like, you know what? I think Ben's got this game. Because I figured at that time you had already played a ton of it from the week prior when you talked about it. And um, I was so I told myself, I was like, you know what? I'm, I feel like I can come back to XCOM. I want to play Gears Tactics because that's the one I was more excited for. Sure. So I, I, you know, downloaded on PC and, you know, bless uh, the Game Pass gods, giving us, uh, X, you know, Gears Tactics. And, uh, so I jumped in and right away I was like, fuck, this is awesome. I just love the feel of it. I love the like the environment in XCOM or not XCOM, uh, Gears Tactics because it's very Gears of War. So much oh, yeah. so that like the shooting even like even though you're not actually shooting, when they shoot and they do like the little close up of it, it feels very gears. And um even just like getting into like the nitty gritty part of like you go to the barracks, you get basically what happens is during the the like uh, mission, you're picking up these crates throughout, and then at the end of the mission, you open them and there's like gear in there so you can gear up your squad, and they have different things like this one it adds plus three percent to crit, this sight adds three percent to accuracy, all that normal stuff. Um, I did like the first three missions and the only thing I, I, you know, I played it for like probably a good, maybe two hours. No, I just spent too much time playing it, but like, okay, the missions are a little long, but 
I think my biggest issue this weekend was like I came right off the heels of Final Fantasy VII Remake, which was heavy action, and oh. <laughs> got to a game that's like very tactical and you're taking your time and it's turn based and you know I like I'm I'm definitely gonna keep playing Gears because I really like it. Um, so I'm definitely not gonna stop playing it. I think I'm gonna wait on XCOM because I want to get through Gears before I get back to XCOM. Um, but yeah, it was just like I I do really enjoy. It. I think it's a great game and I can't wait to play more. It's um, I think I think right off the bat the thing I enjoyed about it was the ability to throw grenades because there's gonna be there's a part in during the levels where they sick like these little I'm trying to remember what they're called but like they're they're almost like the grunts from um, Halo but they're the Gears versions oh, of them. I forget what they're called too. And yeah. there's like four of them at a time. And so the dumb thing is they group up. And so you get a turn with a grenade and you're just like, well, I'm just going to take all four of these out at the same time. The satisfying thing about it is that you can run up and just like execute guys with like the chainsaw and the like sword or knife or whatever at the end of the gun, which is pretty cool. The hard thing about the game is that it doesn't really have a grid. So you don't, like, that part about it is yeah. really weird. It's not very, I guess, like, it's okay because it does kind of, like, it gives you a little bit of an idea of where you're moving to in a way, but it's just not as gritty, I guess. <laughs> like, grid, no, like, grid There based. is a grid, but it's not. It's not as visible. It's. Yeah, it's not as obvious as an XCOM. Yeah, which which is fine because you kind of get over that part after a while because you you kind of it it'll it'll let you know your limits when you're trying to move around. But yeah, I like it. I think it's great. I think uh, it's it's I have it up there in my I guess in my little section of tactics games like this of uh, being enjoyable. And I mean, I I'm, I don't get too crazy with these games because strategy isn't like my forte. So you know, I'll play like on normal or easy and just enjoy the game itself. Um, the characters are okay. I'm not really too invested in the story because it's like gears, whatever. But I just enjoy the action of it, and um, I I don't know. It just it just feels good. It's just like a feel good yeah. game, and it doesn't like it doesn't try to take everything from XCOM, but it does enough of it to where it still plays really well, and it just has the gears spin on it, which is nice. So it I does. Oh, good. Uh, it does feel distinctly gears. Yeah, I only it's played very like thirty gears. minutes, but yeah, it's very gears. Yeah, it's just it's just killer that it's like on on Game Pass. Like it's normally a sixty dollar game, which you can get on Steam, but if you have Game Pass, it's like free and it's awesome. Such a great game. Yeah, yeah. That was one of the things that when I was when I went to play it from playing XCOM, the I just love how Chimera Squad had it so pared down. Its missions are so small, and not like too small, but small enough to where it's just this perfect bite size. You're right into the action. There is no advance to the next section. Like Gears yeah. does that almost immediately. Yeah, like yeah. You it fight does. up the first couple enemies, and then oh, move the characters to the next spot. Like, XCOM just goes. It does not care. Oh, this is the next breach point, and you're going in and fighting them. Perfect. That's what I want. I want the battles. I want the turn-based battles. And so going from that directly to Gears, which is what XCOM 1 and 2 were anyway, yeah. um, it was just like, no, I got I to gotta stop. So I, I am taking 
You need a palate cleanser. I might take an extended break and come back to it because it's just two tactics games back to back. It's hard. Yeah, it, it's somewhere. Yeah. You need a palate cleanser in between, which, um, which I'm doing. Which I think is kind of our in between <laughs> game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll play The Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Too. There you go. <laughs> cool. Um, tell me about Dark Souls. Yeah, so uh, start playing Dark Souls again. Uh, on PC, about seven hours. Uh, on PC, yeah. Okay. This is this is Dark Souls Remaster, which is nice to see the. I, I, the last time I played this game, oh no, it would have been on PC, but I certainly am, wasn't playing it in 4K or whatever on this remastered version, and it's the first time I've probably played the game this far in a while in several years. Um, I rung the first bell, and then I started going down into the sewers tonight. I still really like this game a lot. Yeah. Uh, I love... Here's the thing. I love the opening of Dark Souls 1. And I also hate the opening hours of Dark Souls 1. It's, it's like, really cool aesthetically. But playing through it, I feel like I always get stuck and annoyed at some point. And I'm like, well, I don't want to fight this guy, so let me go this other way. And then I do that. I don't want to fight this guy either. And then I go the other way. And I guess I don't have to fight any of them because technically you can kind of avoid fighting a couple bosses. But then I, I level up and uh, and then I start to enjoy it more. I feel like once you get to the sewers is when the game really becomes Dark Souls for me because that's when you start going to uh, Blight Town is below the sewers and there's the oh, what's the the gaping dragon I think is his name. Does that horrifying monster boss that's this is when the game starts to shine that's the part i like is i guess the first not even third quarter no it can't even be that much eighth of the game i'm not a big fan of but after that that's the part i just got to now we're in now we're going uh, but i still really <laughs> like the game i do think demon souls holds up more is aged better yeah than than dark souls one wow um yeah, there's just Demon Souls is a much smaller game, a much. It's not trying to be this open world that's interconnected. So much of Demon or Dark Souls, when you go back and look at it, is oh, you walk down this hill and there's literally like one enemy on this hill, and then you go up another hill. And open a door, and it's just like so empty. It's really cool from a world building because like it's all connected and you can see everything at, at any point on the map uh, or in the world. But it's it's very sparse and it it doesn't help the game, right? Whereas Demon Souls is much denser, and I, I think that adds a lot to it. And it's not as simple of get to the next bonfire because there aren't that many bonfires in demon souls it's get through the level yeah maybe you find a shortcut maybe you don't um whereas in this one it it's kind of free-flowing and, and has this weird shape to it as you're playing it that uh it, it's it's very inconsistent of oh I, i'm gonna do this level and that's that's a level like that's a lot to get through but then sometimes it splinters off and there's like a really small section and then am i supposed to even go this way no 
it's just it's very unfocused it's very cool especially the first time you play it and especially back in 2011 i loved that about it but now i think they've like especially when you look at bloodborne or sekiro they've done better yeah they've, yeah. they've really they've done a lot better at making that world although the level design of dark souls one is immaculate the stuff it's filled with is lackluster a lot of the time but we'll see maybe because the game gets more linear the the more you get into it and i think that's i think i like more linear souls games um which actually dark souls one might be the most open of all of them i've it's it's a fun game i haven't played it and i almost bought it not too long ago I would just, I would not at this point. Oh yeah, no, I'm. Uh, I, mean, have three, I have too many. Just... I have too many, too many things to play. <laughs> I, I mean, I love that game. I must have played through it at least six times, or around that, because um, I bought it on PS3. Then it came out on PC, so I bought that. Then it came out on PC again when they remastered it, so I bought that. I bought the game three times. Uh, I played there a lot. I love, I love this game, but it really. Not bad. Yeah. But it has aged. It is distinctly aged. Hmm. Which I was worried about. Very much worried about. Yeah. Well, dang. But good. I still good. I still love it. Yeah. But, you know, rough around the edges. So it looks like we both played uh, Streets of Rage 4. Yeah. How much did you play of it? Um, I got through... I think I got to stage three. Or is that the boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got to the boat. Okay. Um, the music is incredible in this game. No. I love... You don't like the music? No, I like it, but I turned it to the retro music. Oh. I didn't try I the like. retro. Yeah, I didn't try the regular. <laughs> oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I really like the music. Um, I love the art style in the game. I love the characters. Um, I I overall like the game. Uh, I've never been super big into beat 'em up, so like at a certain point, the game got kind of repetitive to me. And um, but I did enjoy what I played of it. Um, I don't think it's a bad game. I think it's just Streets of Rage is an old game, and trying to make it more, I trying to make it interesting is really hard at a certain point when you have a formula that is very limited to being just a new version of an old arcade game that didn't have a lot of mechanics. So, you know, it, I, I heard it's not super long, so I might go back and try to finish it, but um, yeah, I, I liked it. I think it was cool. It's just uh, kind of like what I was saying before, like after coming off of Final Fantasy VII Remake, like I, I need something with action. And although this, is kind of an action game. Like it's not the type of action I was looking for. Not the same. No, no. Yeah. Not this type. No. So I, I've uh, long hated side scrolling beat em ups like, like streets of rage <laughs> or, or a uh, golden ax. Yeah. I think yeah. they're terrible or even like castle crashers. They're just not fun. I find them extremely boring mm-hmm. and the combos are barely combos. If you could call them that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I played Street Rage 4, and I do think this does a nice job of bringing it a little bit 
forward. Okay. And not feeling so antiquated. I I liked all the combos. I liked having uh, the like back attack and the specials. And it, it seems like they added more to it than just because from my mind, when I've ever played Streets of Rage one or two, it's first of all, it's very hard to line up who you're hitting. And then you walk super slow. Yeah. And it's like punch, 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 kick, punch, 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 kick. And that's every single thing you do for 10 minutes. And there's a boss like it's just boring. And I don't I don't get it. Um, Streets of Rage 4, especially I played all the different characters. They all play differently. I liked them all. I do think it's still very limited. And I do think the run speed is too fast and the walk speed is too slow. And I don't know why there's why even have either um i think there's this game is so close to being something i'd really like yeah um but uh, it's missing like a dodge move or a block if it had either i think i'd be a lot more interested in it um but without those things it just feels kind of messy and it's like if something was slippery but didn't move quickly you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, if you fell on ice, but very slowly, <laughs> that's what this game is. It just, it feels so slow, like you're trudging through honey, but you're out of control at the same time. <laughs> at the same time, you have no control of how slowly you're going out of control. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I stand by Beautiful Joe as the only game in this genre that you need to play, and everything else is trash. This was fine though. If you like Streets of Rage, you're gonna love this. Yeah, I liked it. I liked I it enough. I, I might go back to it. Um, yeah, and it has online. We should try and play. Oh yeah, we should. Okay. Are you? Um, I'll do that with you. Are you playing on Xbox or PC? Uh, I have it on Xbox. I downloaded it on PC. Look at you. I didn't even think it was on PC. <laughs> I didn't even think to. Do I that. didn't. I went to go download uh, Gears Tactics, and I was like, oh, I can install this too. Cool. Well, I think I think it's gotta have crossplay. Maybe. Right? I don't know. Uh, we'll look into that later. But I'll play that with you. It'll be fun. Okay. Cool. Because that's when they're supposed to be better is when you're playing with other person. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. No. Yep. There's more rage in those streets. Yeah, yeah. Rage against those streets. Wait, did you find... Hold on. I just realized something. There's only that one character, the girl with the guitar that can run. Everyone else can walk. Can only walk, right? Um, I didn't even know she could run, honestly. When you said run speed, I was like, oh, maybe I just didn't do it. No, I think it's only her, because that was one of the things where I played her first. I was like, oh, cool, you can run. And then you go to the other people, and they just slowly yeah. run. Why do they They're walk so, so slow? slow? Yeah, I hate that part. I but just figured why? that that was that game. I was like, oh, this is just I like the other ones. I it. Yeah. God, it's like, what if we made something fun? What if we tried to ruin it? And they said, slow down the walk speed. Yeah, let's make God, them very slow. Me. She was cool, though, with the guitar. She was cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. You know what time it is. <gasps> spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. If you do not want to hear about spoilers for Final Fantasy VII Remake, they're coming up, so guard your ears. Um, subscribe, share, like the podcast. Um. We're not going to go crazy here. There's plenty of no. other people that 
know way, way more than we do about Final Fantasy VII as far as nitty-gritty details. Probably have gone through hours and hours of video or reading crap about the game to go really into details about Final Fantasy VII Remake and the story and everything like that. But we're going to just talk about the game and our thoughts on the game and also just things that have been brought up on other spoiler casts that I want to bring up here that I think have blown my mind about this game that have made me love it even more than I already did. Um, ben, I want to start with you overall. I know we've you've already talked about it, but now that we're spoiler in spoiler territory, um, I want to hear your thoughts overall on the game with overall like the gameplay and also the story and the ending. How do you feel? Uh, well, gameplay-wise, I really like it, obviously. I think there is that lull in the middle that is not good. Like, that, that lull in the middle is a 6 out of 10. Yeah, yeah, that hurt me. It is not good at all. I was straight up playing that Super Neptunia RPG game, and I was like, I think I like this more than the lull in the middle <laughs> in Final Fantasy VII. Um, and then that game got worse. But the barring that, the lead up to the shitty middle and then everything after that to the end is phenomenal. Particularly the combat system. I yes. really enjoyed it. It's and some of that stuff they do at the end with the bosses, um, like the one that you fight in the, that would have been in the elevator. I was a little bit disappointed. It wasn't in the elevator, but that whole fight with it was still so cool and had you using all of the abilities of all these different characters and did such a good job of the end game of having you use every single party member in some kind of fight. Like every single fight type, even the shitty cloud one-on-one thing, they had all of that. And it, it was so cool to see. And those bosses were so much fun, especially like the one, um, the Genova boss that was in like a dream world or whatever. Um, that was a great fight. Yeah, I like the yeah. final boss stuff. It's, it's a really great game. Gameplay wise, we'll get yeah. that. Cool. And I like the story. And particularly, what I like about the story is the idea that they have defeated fate or, or something or changed. They've been allowed to change fate. Yeah. And what that particularly means is they're not beholden to what I think that means. They're not beholden to Final Fantasy VII proper, they can do whatever they want. And I like that quite a bit. Yeah. Is do you have the same take? So of uh, what like the whispers and all that kind of. So throughout throughout playing the game, I didn't understand why they were there, and I was thinking about, you know, like I had just replayed the beginning of Final Fantasy VII, and I was like, there were not ghosts, so they're doing <laughs> some real Kingdom Hearts shit in here. Sure. And so right away I was like, what's going on? And as I played it, I felt like something like there's a part where Aerith almost falls and the ghost things kind of like save her. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that's weird. Okay, so I and I just had that in my head for a while. And I was like, that part's different than the original story. So I don't understand why that changed. And then the part where Sephiroth stabs Barrett and he doesn't die stuck out to me which i've heard i've heard he stabs other people 
So in the original, he's he's the one that when his first appearance is he kill he kills the president of Shinra, or he kills President well, Shinra, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like also Wedge was supposed to die, and he lives at least in that first part when the plate is falling, or they're dropping the plate. Um, so right away I was like, okay, I, things are definitely different here. So I get I get that. So in my head, I was like, okay, so I get it. They're playing with parts of the story. That's cool. Like, I get that they're changing stuff up. I heard that they were changing stuff up. Like, I get that. And I, like, I understand from, you know, if you're one of the original people that worked on this game and you're doing a remake, it would suck to just make it the same and, you know, have to recreate the same story. That gets boring as a creator, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. And then you're also kind of like, so I'm sure that we're going to get a ton of shit if we just remake this game or if we just change up the original story. And so when I get to the end of this game and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Where, what is this boss? <laughs> what are all these ghosts? Like, what's going on here? And it just feels really weird because all, diff different shit has happened. Um, and then we get to this final boss battle and then you're fighting Sephiroth, which is really weird because you don't really fight Sephiroth and then he starts spouting different shit and I'm just like I don't know what any of this means like none of it makes any sense to me right so after I finished you know that final boss and he tells you that thing of like you have seven seconds what are you gonna do with it or whatever and he's just it's it's just weird and you get this sense that like he's up to something and that's what I was left with I'm like how Sephiroth knows something and he's up to something like, he, how is he just showing up and fucking with people? <laughs> so it's really weird. And then you notice that the ghost thing came out of Barrett when he after he after Sephiroth stabbed him. The ghost thing came out of Barrett like. It saved him. Yeah. And I didn't know how to explain. It. I'm like, so the ghost thing saved Aerith when she was going to essentially die falling off the, the thing from the church from the rubble. It just saved Barrett. Like, so in a way, those things are keeping people from dying when they're not supposed to. And then, so I had all these weird things in my head. I'm like, of things I noticed. And then, so after I beat the game, which I loved, I, the combat is awesome. The com like, I loved it. It took me a while to get certain things about it that I didn't quite understand. And I think that the game forces you in situations to pair up with characters you don't typically pair up with, like, when you're fighting the dogs in the Shinra lab, the underground lab or whatever, and you're fighting the dogs as Tifa and Aerith, and you're not normally oh. those characters, which I had a really tough time with at first, but then I was like, oh, okay, now I'm enjoying playing these characters because it's out of my comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed that part. But so I finished the game, and I'm just like in love with it, and I'm just like, God, I just want to play more of it. So... Of course, I'm like, okay, but first, this story is like, I have no idea what the <laughs> hell I just experienced. So I started listening to, the first thing I did was listen to um, Easy Allies' long-ass, excellent spoiler cast with Maximilian Dude. If you guys don't know who Maximilian Dude is, he's a streamer on Twitch. He's probably the biggest Final Fantasy VII fan that I've ever seen in my life. And he just breaks down this story and... Obviously, everyone has their own take on the story, so it's not, like, 100% accurate what it could be, what it is. We don't know. Nothing's been, like, 
officially confirmed by anybody. But it's right. just it's just what his thought level is, and he's someone who's analyzed the shit out of this. But his thought is basically like Sephiroth is basically trying to alter the timeline of the original Final Fantasy VII story. And so it's almost like a sequel in a yeah. way to Final Fantasy VII. And you're just playing through the time. You're playing through Final Fantasy VII where someone's fucking with the timeline, which to me is awesome. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I yeah, love that's it. Super cool. And so now I understand that the ghosts spirit things the dementors or whatever are <laughs> essentially <laughs> trying to keep you on the path of destiny in a way even though sometimes it seems like they're also trying to fuck with you like they're trying well, to they're trying to they're trying to preserve the timeline for lack of a better way to describe it they're trying to preserve the timeline yeah, yeah. and make it happen the way it did before yeah they're trying to push it back in place and like to me, like it, it just it made me really excited. Like I was already excited for the upcoming games, but I didn't really know what to expect. But now, even more, like, like you know, thinking about how we got so much more backstory for like Wedge and and uh, and Jesse, and really getting getting to see these characters again and growing more attached to them than I have ever been. I'm so excited for the next games because just the way they kind of got this small portion of Final Fantasy VII and made it into this really like expanded story that really built this world even bigger than it was before is so cool. And like, I can't imagine how they're going to do that with the rest of the upcoming game and what they're going to really like keep in and expand on. Um, I'm already, I've already started playing Final Fantasy 7 on my Switch again. Like, I've already started playing more into that. I've already recruited mm. Yuffie. Like, I'm ready. I'm like, I'm getting into this. <laughs> so, um, it's just, it's just crazy. Like, I'm so happy with what they did. And, cause I, I, I think I would have been like, okay, had they just stuck with the story, but like, it wouldn't have been as exciting to be back in this game. Mm-hmm. Because who wants, yeah. who wants to replay the same shit? Right. They but that's the thing is they they kept almost everything but they changed just enough and then they have the whole kind of ending uh, where you fight back the whispers and it, I I don't know if it's correct but it seems like in my interpretation the whispers are defeated or in some way aren't going to affect you anymore. That's such a have your cake and eat it too where they get to make this game again and do it differently. And I think that's so fun. And now you can play with the fans and have it be, well, will people die when they die? Will someone else die? Will no one die? Will it even follow the same path? That's that's really cool. Yeah. Do you think Aerith will die? I... Before I beat it, I would have said um, that you kill her at the end of the second game. That's how you you do it. Um, And I still think that could happen. Um, I could see a a situation where she does die, and then that alters the story in a way where you bring her back. 
in the in the Ooh. middle of the third game or something like that, right? Oh, like shit. I think this this opens the door for just whatever. We already have fucking time traveling dimension Sephiroth, like we, so why not? And if she's just part of the planet, what if they do something completely like that's I want this game the or remake 2 or whatever. Uh <laughs> I want it to either be pretty damn close to what it was before just like this one is, yeah. but different enough. Or I want them to just start just going crazy. Like, what if you go to the next town and Vincent's there? Oh, damn. And, and you just, like, it goes into that Did we get right away. Remake Vincent is going to be fucking awesome. Fucking awesome, yes. <laughs> but but that's the thing. Like, they, I feel like they can do whatever they want now and remake it in a certain way. Like, what if even the whispers are still there and they they just tilt the party in a different direction? Like they realize, oh, this didn't work last time. We gotta defeat Sephiroth, so we're gonna push you in another way. So it just steers them off course from the original game, but they go to all the same places, but in a different order. Yeah. And so things play out differently. Mm. That that's exciting. I, I think people should be really excited about that. I understand there's a lot to be upset about, I guess, but and I have to, I say the same thing about Resident Evil four, like my favorite game of all time. Yeah. Remake that, do it differently, do it the same or do it way different. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think that's what we're getting here. And it, it's, they did such a good job with this. I, I'm, I'm excited for whatever they do. Yeah. What are your thoughts on this game being linear? And do you think that they'll open it up on the next one? As far as open, I world? do not, I do not think they'll open it up. I do not think it'll be an open world. If anything, we'll see something more akin to uh, the end of 13, where it's pretty open, if you remember that. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't have any problem with this game being linear. Uh, again, with Final Fantasy 13, I really enjoyed that game at the time, and people are retroactively going back and be like, oh, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's not that bad. Yeah, fucking Final damn. Fantasy X is walking in a line, too. Damn all, all these, these people. Games. I'll tell you what. Where were they when people were shitting on this game? Because I also loved Final Fantasy XIII. I still have my Final Fantasy XIII poster with lightning on just yeah. on there. I have that game. God uh, damn it. Because my roommate in college, um, he imported the game. Because he, he's true like fan. almost... He's a true fan. He's almost fluent in Japanese. So True fan. That. Yeah, no, I don't think it was because of that, but uh, <laughs> so he was playing it, but then he had to go home for the winter break. So he left the game with me and I played through it like in a week. It was like 60 hours in a week just sitting there playing Final Fantasy 13. I loved it. Loved it. I actually bought the game, the, a Japanese copy of the game so I could use my save file to keep playing it uh, and to get more trophies and stuff. I love that game and I, it always was shit on for being linear and and all the final fantasy games are so linear i mean mainly after you know seven on um are pretty damn linear even when you get to the open world it's like you go there though like yeah it's open but there's nothing to do you just go to the next place and 13's excellent and i love 13's battle system yeah i think that's the pinnacle of the series for me of the battle systems i love that um, I forget what they call it. And actually, they call it something else in Japanese. So even I said what it was, I don't remember. Oh, um, God, I'm trying to remember it, too. 
it's, it's okay. a completely different word it in uh, in the Japanese, but it's like in English. Yeah. On the screen, but it's pretty funny. Um, and it's funny. I've never played that game in English. Oh really? Uh, I played thirteen two <laughs> in English, but not the not thirteen. Oh, I forgot about thirteen two. That's a good game. God. I beat that. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I, I I didn't mind the game being really linear. Um, I think it I think it kept it focused enough on the story and the characters that I was totally fine with that. Um, what yeah, was which is party members a lot too, just like this game. Yeah, there's, like, there's so much in Final Fantasy VII Remake that you can just draw a line to thirteen. Yeah, I think I was I was initially really kind of like. <clears throat> upset about having to constantly be like oh now you're at a part of the story where the characters are gone and you're not you know it's just you again like there's a lot of interruptions in between parts of the game where like i was really getting into the combat and then it would just like interrupt your party members and they would like go away in seven no yeah in seven remake um but now i'm like at a point where like i want to go back in and play certain chapters of it and or I want to do like yeah. a replay it on hard eventually, not right away. Um, I do need a little bit of a break from it as well because I want to play other games, which has kind of made me more excited to go back and play it because now it's like I want to play it on hard mode. I want to really get back into this um, combat system, and I just man, I just think they they did such a great job. And then the more I hear about this game, the more spoiler casts that I listen to, like I I just love hearing people's thoughts about the story. Like I've listen to the kind of funny spoiler cast i listened to um whose was it um waypoint radios spoiler cast like okay i just love hearing their thoughts on it because it really took me like it took me a while to really get a grasp on the story because i don't think i absorbed it so quickly it, it took me a while to really connect all the dots and once i heard it once i heard it like it just like all connected and i was like oh fuck yeah. yeah they're right well that's the thing like playing new game plus or whatever on hard i want to watch all the cutscenes. <laughs> i want to see yeah. it all again and notice that stuff what was your favorite boss battle uh hmm. i did really like the fight at the end that i mentioned the one that was on the elevator that's not in the elevator anymore yeah um you know, actually, I think my favorite boss fight might be the optional behemoth fight I that you do as a side quest in Chapter 14. That was really cool. That hmm. um, yeah, it might be that. That was a lot of fun. There's, there's a lot. Like, the last, most of the bosses towards the end, I really enjoyed. Yeah. I actually, my second time around playing or doing the last, not, not Sephiroth, but the boss before that, the... I always forget the name of it. It's like a weird name. I don't remember. The giant blob. Um, giant thing. Giant thing blob guy. Um, I really enjoy that boss battle. I think Hell House is still my favorite one. Oh. <laughs> I still really enjoy Hell House. Um, yeah, that was probably one of my favorite ones. Um, trying to think what else. Um, I really like the Rude and Reno fight. Oh, that fight was great. That might be my, probably my second favorite fight. Yeah. That was excellent. 
So I I didn't realize this, but someone I think they talked about it on the Easy Allies spoiler cast that because I think in in Final Fantasy VII, Rude has like a crush on Tifa. So it, had you used Tifa in that fight, he doesn't go like he doesn't use his full combo, his full like uh. <laughs> set of moves on her. So it makes it a little bit easier during that fight. And I was like, shit, I didn't even think about that because I know he I know he moves the helicopter to avoid shooting her. That's pretty cool. So I didn't even think about that, but yeah, like what uh what did you think of the motorcycle final boss fight? Uh, you know, I was very irritated with it cuz I had to do it two yeah, times. I like it. And I, I had to do it at least 3 times. Yeah, like it I, just doesn't I don't know control why. right. It's just weird. It just I'm like I'm keep playing it and it I'm like trying to move right and he doesn't move right, but then sometimes he moves up but sometimes he doesn't move up. I'm like, well, I don't understand what I'm not doing right. I just can't. Doesn't control. I can't feel well. like I was doing something wrong because every now and then Barrett yeah. Barrett would say like, "Be smart about it," and I'm like, "This thing's fucking killing me. What am I doing wrong?" Yeah, I just don't think that was. I know they tried to set it up at the beginning, and it was very obvious if you played the game. Like, oh, that's what they're doing. But I don't think that boss fight was executed very well at all. Uh and I think that was... I died more on that motorcycle boss fight than any other boss fight in the game. Yeah, I'm trying, so. to, I'm trying to think which one I had the hardest time with. Um, that one, the one-on-one fight with... Uh, what's his fit? Rufus. Was terrible, but now I know how to do it, so... But still, fucking terrible. That, that's <laughs> bad design, that, that fight, to me. Oh, the Rufus! I love the Rufus fight. Oh gosh, I love. I that didn't one. know how to disconnect the dog from him. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The game yeah, doesn't yeah. tell you. Yeah, it doesn't tell you. And like, I feel like if you don't understand, it should kill you. Like, it, it should yeah. force you to do it. Whereas I was like, I don't know, but I can kind of survive. So, I guess I have to do it this. I I just didn't get it. And it's one of those things where that mechanic is used so infrequently that counter thing yeah that i'd forgotten about it i didn't think i didn't even think to use it yeah there there's a couple of materials that i didn't have that would have made the game so much easier for me there was there was like a i think a counter materia that i didn't finish getting or finish doing the the data research for sure and there was one for like the elemental materia that i didn't get finished either I like that system. Um, yeah. Did you get I the, like the uh, did you see the, there's like some secret video or ending for Chadley, I guess. Which, oh, if you do everything? I think so. Yeah. Which I, I know, I know what it is. Cause I heard it on the spoiler cast, but um, I won't tell you if you don't want to know. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll probably listen to that. Okay, cool. I won't say at it. Some point. They do spoil it on there, but yeah, it's, it's pretty, funny. All right. it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, I don't know. Do you, anything else that you wanted to talk about or say regarding Final Fantasy VII Remake? No. I, it's, a, it's a great game. Yeah. It's very good. I'm very happy with it. I want to play more of it. I'm going to... I wanted to... Like, once I finished it and replayed that last part again, I told myself, I'm like, before I replay this game, I need to play other new games. So I didn't go right back to Neo. I didn't go right back to Sekiro. I'm like, let me play some new games. That's why I played Gears Tactics and I tried um, Streets of Rage 4. I'm like, I need to get some new games under my belt and start gearing up for like these other games that are coming out. Yeah. Because I 
don't know. I just figured I should. <laughs> yeah. I can't just play Neo. Can't just play Neo. Seven year old game. Seven year asshole game. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Good game. I'm. I'm just so happy with it. It, it was really, really good. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we've ran. No, not too bad. Thought we would have been a lot longer, but not bad. Um. Yeah. That's gonna do it for us this week on Final Checkpoint. Thanks again, everyone, for listening. And of course, if you want to reach out to us, you can find us over at thegamefanatics.com or finalcheckpointpod at gmail.com, as well as you can tweet at me at the Jolness, hashtag Final Checkpoint. You can find this podcast on most podcast services. So don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review or I don't know, share it with your friends, whatever. Um, I uh, am starting to stream again on twitch.tv slash load last checkpoint. So you can find me there random nights during the week, streaming random games. Um, and Ben, go ahead and plug your YouTube channel. You got your uh, five minute reviews coming up and anything else you want to plug in the meantime. Yeah. So the XCOM review is up there now. I've recorded one for uh, Final Fantasy seven. Woo. Um, which, I, I don't know, I probably said more about it here than, than that. But I like doing the five-minute <laughs> reviews. That's youtube.com slash BenReacts. Just uh, Ben Runnings on Twitter is probably the easiest way to find anything. And, yeah, I want to do, keep doing more five-minute reviews because it's fun. Yeah. I get to practice video editing, which I don't get to do. Perfect. And uh, I've also been thinking that once I get my Ethernet cable for my PC, maybe we can start doing video versions of the podcast. I can start putting those up on one of the YouTube channels or both of them. I don't know. Sure. Cool. All right. Well, figure it out. All right. Until next time, we'll see you guys next week. Goodbye. Bye. Oh, Jesus. Don't you dare sing that song. (laughs) 